Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Erin Pym. Here at the podcast, I like to invite guests and performers from my stage show, Bedpost, that I do here in Toronto and beyond, into the studio to have a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality with me. This week, I have a, a pretty kind of professional kind of a guest today. I have pleasure coach, <laughs> Beth Ostrander. Hmm. Hello, Beth. Hi, Erin. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. Yeah. We have a pretty cool time topic on the table today taboo and taboo the most taboo. <laughs> no, it's funny. Um, I I um, am in this Facebook group called Podcasts We Listen To, mm. and it's uh, podcast listeners and podcasters just kind of chatting back and forth about a gazillion things. Mm. And I put out a post. I'm like talking about sex and religion on the Bedpost <laughs> podcast today. Yeah. Does anyone have any uh, topics oh. they would like for us to cover or any questions? No response. Oh, there are uh, eighteen thousand members in this Facebook group. Oh. <gasps> Nothing. I'm telling, yeah, crickets. <laughs> and, and and I swear, this happens to me all the time because I, I talk about this. Yeah. I mean, I'm nervous. I sometimes call myself the awkward coach because I too am a little nervous about could, the topic. Could you cle- teach a class in I'm being awkward? Yeah. Oh, I so oh, could. In fact, I was at a great event yesterday, the Shy and Anxious Support Group. Oh, wow. Because oh, I yeah. so relate. That was my, up. like, that was me. And now I talk about sex. So you can imagine the shy and awkwardness it rises its ugly head but it's <laughs> so every once in a while i'll bump into someone mm-hmm. who i'm always like they're on my facebook they're on my social media and mm-hmm. they'll be like i've been following you and i'm like so why like i don't ask yeah. them i know why they're not commenting but it again i'm i'm always not surprised. I think I'm surprised they're actually watching. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but I'm realizing it's the silence, and they're still watching. It's because we're all we're all very thinking and but... wondering. But this is a this is a risky conversation when you throw For those sure. two together. How did you get yeah. started um, talking about sex and religion in tandem? Because that's like <laughs> yeah yeah. How I'm very well, curious. It wasn't like over a bedtime talk with my parents. I can tell you that. <laughs> it wasn't like when I grow up, I want to do this. <laughs> they would have said no. Oh, praying would have begun. Yeah. Like praying, right? Like for real. Like I have great parents and love. Like I, they just came over on Saturday and my mom and I had a cry fest because oh. I often wonder like, am I hurting you? <laughs> oh. I love you. And this is what I must talk about. So... Yeah, it's a good question. It was my life story. Yeah. I got kind of messed up. Yeah. Yeah. What, ha- what happened? Mm. What ha- happened? What messed me up? What girl? What <laughs> fucked you up? We all fucked up. So right? what's your specific damage? Yeah, my specific. I love it, right? And then wow, we could spend the whole hour on my specific damage, and then some. Like to big, be continued. Big question. Weekly, Two right? Harder. I'll come back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll do you. Yeah. I'm sure you've. I'll have to go back and watch, and then yeah, yeah. Your, your, go back to me. Your you're fucked upness. Yeah, you'll get a lot of me. <laughs> yeah, okay. So to answer it like in the short, because then it'll show up. Great, um, great. Is just like any other kid, we're learning the world through tactile means. And so just like we learn a pen by touching a pen, mm-hmm. I learned body by touching body. Yes. <laughs> Normal. Normal. And yes. freaky deaky for parents if they think that's bad and wrong. Yes. And so once upon a time, I was exploring... And in an enjoyable way. That's natural for a young child, right? Yes. And <clears throat> my poor, poor mom, and I often hesitate to even say my mom's, like, even, it's not her name. Yeah. But even her name, I'm conjuring her up in my brain. Yeah. You're just like, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but this is important. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so in some form, I don't even remember the conversation or lack of, but there was some communication that I got. Stop that. Yeah. Like, stop that now. Yeah. And it was this confu- first of many confusing messages. Mm. Body says nice. Parent loved people. People who love me. Safe people. Say, say no. Wrong and bad. Don't do that. Mm. So it was like 
and that was early. I was probably seven, right? Yeah. Right. And yeah. that, so growing up in Christian evangelical, which is really just a form of Christian that wants everyone else to be Christian. Okay. So it's pretty like it, it's all encompassing and intense and let's save the world kind of thing because mm-hmm. we love the world. Like, so it's coming from a lovely place and it's a bit intense. Yeah. But it's like convert. <laughs> convert. In love. <laughs> but love. With no exception. Right. <laughs> <laughs> love you, mom. Okay. So. <laughs> So for me, it was a journey of like this confusion of shutdown, hiding these things. And at some point, just not hiding much anymore. It just wasn't there. The sexual desire, I mean. Right. Through teenage, it was. Yes. For sure. Yes. And again, confusion, complication in my brain. Wanting to be good girl. Oh, the good girl syndrome. So yeah. many of us know this. Whether you grew up in Christian or not, the, the, our society wants us to be good girls. Yeah. And so then, you know, fast forward, got into marriage, didn't know my own desires because I'd shut them down so much. But mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you're supposed to turn a switch on because it's allowed now. Yeah. But I the switch didn't work. Because yeah. <laughs> so of everything you've Because been... of everything. And I couldn't even register what I may or may not want. It wasn't even a thing. And, I, and then it just... Just kind of, oh, I didn't handle that well. So mm. there was a lot of lack of, like, there was a lot of lack of, frust- sorry, a lot of frustration. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so it was there in our conversations, it was missing. And so that was just kind of tricky. And I, anyway, so there's more to it. Yeah. I won't bore everyone. <laughs> but basically that conflict between what my religion was telling me, yeah. um, which most of it was loving and good. So yeah. it was like, well, of course, this is also loving and good, but yet conflicting with what my body was wanting. And then an eventual kind of shutdown and then lack of communication with someone I loved and cared for and vice versa. We both didn't navigate that effectively. Yeah. Then when we ended for various reasons, not just that, I went on my own journey and it was the oddest thing because as I allowed myself to explore and kind of, okay, who am I as a sexual being? Mm -hmm. It was weirdly parallel to my whole life, Mm -hmm. meaning my whole life, I didn't realize I was so shut down. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so, and it also opened up. So then I started talking about it because this was fascinating and I'm a bit of like a, like a self-help geek. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, this is cool. And I talk. Share my knowledge. Right. Well, yeah. And and, and, other people experience this. They must know. And oh yeah, you see evangelical. (laughs) Now it's happening in sex. They trained me to do this. Somehow I just saw that. That just dropped in. That just, oh, wow. (laughs) Thank you, church. (laughs) Wow, that's funny. Okay, so then I remember having many, many conversations with people, just Mm -hmm. random people in in a very, like usually one-on-one. And then (laughs) they'd start telling me things and they'd be like, I never told anyone that. And there was this freedom. And like, we'd laugh and giggle. And then we'd be like, wow, that felt good. And so I just started to realize this. I did accounting in my background, okay? Okay, okay. Was sucking my soul out. And then somehow I found something I adore. And 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 was an amazing, fascinating conversation. And when I kept seeing that people were finding this was a space to talk, that mm-hmm. got me excited. Yeah, that got you off in a whole different, way. totally different <laughs> way. <laughs> because exactly. I think, and I think uh, something that's important to say early off yes. in this podcast yes. is that the solution for you wasn't okay fuck all my religious spiritual mm. stuff I've ever been taught mm. throw that away mm. because I'm I want to have sex now mm. that's not what you're saying well not at all yeah not at all what I'm saying in yeah. fact it's but it has I have to be straight it mm. was a, a journey of wanting to say that because I was so conflicted so from oh, sure oh I get that right yeah. and that oh, conflict yeah. happened that conflict of faith happened quite early because I went through in my third I'm now 43 proudly yeah so <laughs> um, I went in my 30s through like clinical depression and had some serious <laughs> self-esteem issues and capacity to talk still shows up sometimes clearly (laughs) was not there I had a like a a limited ability to voice what I wanted to know what I wanted anyway all of that at the same time I was questioning my faith because it was intended to have me be happy so my faith journey Mm -hmm. and that's another parallel like so that's what I why I love talking about the two converging because my faith journey and my sexual journey were happening not exactly simultaneously, except when I look back, I realize, oh my, they were so intertwined. Mm-hmm. So that's my, that's where it's led me to bringing the two together. Yeah, and it's actually brought me round to realize, oh my gosh, yes, a lot of repression, shutting down, therefore not accessing what's truly me. Mm-hmm. 
But what is on the flip side, when I get out of that I'm so angry space around God and faith and mm -hmm. all of this, I'm like, wow, I was designed to be in contact with my soul. Mm -hmm. Like I was already able to be in touch with my soul because of that. And therefore I'm longing to do soulful level things, like not mm -hmm. surface level things. Mm -hmm. And sexual interaction with self, like self-love, self-intimacy, and with another person is a soul. You have the capacity to do it at a soulful level. For sure. And not everyone is. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm up for, like soulful sex life. That's what yeah. I'm... Amy, so they're they're so intertwined. Yeah. And so there's like the pros and cons of what religion has done to or done for us, however yeah. you want to look at it. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about um, yeah. how a lot of us are affected by religion mm -hmm. and the religions that we're grown up into yeah. and what that means for mm -hmm. our own journeys and our own sexual journeys. Yeah. Well, you and I, we messaged back and forth. Yeah, yeah. And we both have our own experience of religion yeah i grew up in a catholic um high school the uh catholic schooling system yeah. at home not intensely catholic because my dad is atheist but mm -hmm. we went to church you know um not every sunday but we went to church on holidays for mm -hmm. sure mm -hmm. um but i went to i did a lot of churchy mass uh, schooling type stuff on yeah. the regular yeah. at school. Right. Like we had our religion class yeah. that we went to every day. <laughs> yeah. And huh. yeah. And we had, um, I mean, some of the teachers and whatnot were, were very Catholic. <laughs> they mm. were very Catholic in nature. Yeah. Um, not, I didn't go to a school where it was run by nuns or priests or anything like that, but um, for sure people that were very fervent. Yeah. Catholics. That's, oh, I, I haven't heard that word in a while. Yeah. I bump into religious words every once in a while. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that. I remember yeah. that. But like, and then masses on, you know, a couple times a week, you'd go yeah. to mass at yeah. school yep. as a part of the curriculum. Yeah. You would go to mass. Mm. Yeah. It was, it was so, so even though I didn't go to church with my family tons, like mm -hmm. my family wasn't super religious mm -hmm. just because I was put in that schooling system. Yeah. I was exposed to it like hard. Yes. <laughs> a lot of a it. A lot. Daily. Like that's, Daily. that's weekly. That is intense all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and I and the question, like, I, I refer, I tend to, like, I zoom in on people I call affected by religion, mm -hmm. and that that was an interesting thing that you said. Oh yeah, I grew up. We just like brief, brief sentence email back and forth. I'm like, oh yeah, that's her version of affected by religion. Mm -hmm. And as I talk to people, I'm like, wow, most of us are in some shape or form affected by religion. And when I'm saying religion, I'm saying some sort of organized way of making sense of our spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just Christian. Mm -hmm. We're talking Catholic, Christian yeah. here, but a lot of my clients are different religions. And so what I've observed is there's like different grades or levels of affected by religion. And mm -hmm. there are those of us who um, are more intensely. So you and I in our own versions are quite, in, we're quite intensely brought up in a yeah. religion. Me and my household, you at daily at school, school right? Yeah. And then there's those who are in a, like, there, maybe if you took up the school, your family might have been in that next level where they're, you know, you might go to mass at the holiday, holiday time. Yeah. It's it's like in the reference. And like our and, extended family was yeah. quite religious. Religious. So yes. my mom's extended family, very religious. See, and even having your dad as atheist, there's an anti-religion conversation going on somewhere in the world there. So right. it's it's still affected by religion, right. which is I find really cool. And then um, and then let's say there's so I I just recently was chatting with someone in LA. I was at a workshop, erotic blueprint. That's something I'm studying. It's so much fun. Ooh, so I was it. there with an, um, uh, about 75 other coaches were training to do the erotic blueprint work, and um, so I was chatting with them and one girl she's like I don't totally understand why I have the same re reaction of shame mm. that you're just talking about because mm. I was oozing my story whatever <laughs> can I stop talking about it no so anyway and she was so when we were chatting she's like yeah my family European very open my parents talked me about here this is what it is not overly but just okay this is like health lessons at home normal mm. And yet she was realizing her whole community was very church-based. So mm. she was in Arizona, a very church-based community. So she actually absorbed it through, you know, I, she couldn't even pinpoint mm. the conversations, but somehow she'd got the message. I feel the same right? about myself. Yeah, mm -hmm. I can't pinpoint 
lessons I was taught or parables or, right. or whatever yeah. exactly. But just the whole miasma mm-hmm. <laughs> of it, I think, really, really affected me in a big way, a shame, yeah. like a shame way. Yes. For sure. And then you take it even off a little bit more. Let's say you grew up in Toronto mm-hmm. and your family isn't religious mm-hmm. and you're not, this isn't a really religious environment. Not you know? one religion anyway. Correct. Yeah, Thank you. Melting pot. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you could be in a in a neighborhood and really you don't really get interacted by a church community per se, right? Mm-hmm. Or a mosque community and you'll be bumping up against it. But our whole culture is actually designed around the Christ- like Canadian, U.S., and different cultures with their different religions are designed with the value system and the doctrines. They're woven in to, our, to like, how our structure... Yeah. Uh, thank you, yeah. yeah. And so it's woven in. And I, yeah, so that's, that's the a effect. That's interesting point. That's yes. a very interesting so point. So it is woven into... To our popular culture. Correct. Yes, very yes. interesting. Even though we're detached from it, it's there and... You can see we have certain wonkiness around it, like the sex ed curriculum, people, you know, it's all... It's all fucked. It's all fucked up. (laughs) And I like that you you said, I love you, mom, so much. (laughs) Like we cried, seriously, we cried and hugged in the garage That's over a cupboard that she built me and I didn't want it. I love my mom. Anyway, do you want to unpack about the cupboard? Can I do okay? some like? Because oh, see, in in my culture, we didn't do uh, what is it um, when, in Catholic when you go in a, in a box and you like in a box confession <laughs> in a box coffin death. coffin death no <laughs> I should do some confession. <laughs> Oh, confessing is so weird. Isn't it? Yeah, it is a weird thing. Yep. I've I've confessed a bunch of times. Me too. But in a different form. Ours was the altar call. Anyone out there, shout outs to like good altar call kids and camp kids and (laughs) yeah, repentance Mm -hmm. and confession. They're kind of the same. It's a different methodology Mm -hmm. to say how bad and wrong we are and then get... And then get reaccepted. And okay, so as I say this, I want to weave in the other piece. Great, yes. Because I, we're laughing and joking yes. and, and mocking. Yes. Yeah, because it's are. so fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't stop that. Like, it's really kind of fun. However. And however, there is such beauty that I, I, I had to kind of turn off for, or it turned off, because I was actually like really navigating how hurtful I felt that this was kind of given to me without the tools to assess it, mm-hmm. right, around the faith and, and mm-hmm. religion. So, but here's the beautiful part. As I did that assessment myself, like really the fact that we can go deep, like we were trained and, and we got connected to our soul. There is such richness that we can have now in our sex lives, and I'm grateful. So then you can actually interact on such a beautiful level, human, but at the spirit level, because we're, we're, we're mind, we're soul, and we're body. Mm-hmm. And so we get to actually, when we're aware of our soul, to go really, really deep if mm-hmm. you're going to connect uh, yeah, with another human. So Let's, ta- let's talk a bit about that. Go back to mocking? No, let's, let's talk a little bit. About that, um, mm. while we're still in the first half, kind of our of our confer- conversation here, let's yeah. um, talk about how sex can be soulful mm. and spiritual. Yeah, because it's yes. so beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so just to kind of set some context for it, because I don't. Yeah, and it's everyone is unique. So I I call what I do is gourmet sex life coaching. Yes. Because you have a flavor. Right now, I'm thirsty for water. Last night, I was thirsty for beer. Yeah. Another night, I'm thirsty for red wine. And so it's like, it's different flavor, all of this. So all of this that I'm about to say, and all, actually, that's, your podcasts are great because they hit different flavors and different tastes. Right. And yeah. So <clears throat> I'm going to speak to it from my angle, but listen to it from your own. Because you're listening in because you have some affectedness by religion, by religion at whatever level or degree. And then it's interesting to then look for oh where does my soul like what's my relationship to my soul right now Mm -hmm. and then how is my sex life going which oftentimes not less than we'd want it to be (laughs) and so then so then to say short we are mind body and soul and in our culture, we're very attuned to our mind. Mm-hmm. Minds are like, well, well, like, 
um, admired. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, in any faith. <laughs> in anybody likes our minds. Yeah. Every, mind is a safe place to go. Yes. Okay? Yeah. Soul, for those of us who are affected by religion, soul has a, 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 some baggage, but it's also important. Mm-hmm. So we are likely looking for spiritual journeys. Mm-hmm. Us who have been affected by religion generally on, are on a spiritual journey now. And mm-hmm. we're finding our way. And that might contain a religion or it may not. Mm-hmm. Often not. Mm-hmm. Those of you here... Likely not. Probably not. not. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe. But maybe. Yeah. So, um, and then the third is the body. And the body, when we're affected by religion, the body got really, sh- like, it got, like, a bad rap. Like, yeah. it's the devil. It's of the devil. You know, pay attention to the Holy Spirit. And so, you've asked me a question, I'm still stuck on the on the other, like, how it didn't work. But I'm trying to tie them in, because mm-hmm. when you can detach from the negative side, the soul piece, when you weave that into your mind, you start thinking intellectually, oh my God, how amazing, how crazy ideas and concepts. And that's where dreaming and imagining and we think of all possibilities when we connect mind and soul. When we connect soul and body, we actually can then embody a higher state. Mm-hmm. And so for some, there's different accesses to this. It can literally, I, I like to talk to Starbucks corporate people. <laughs> and so they may not like the idea of tantra sex mm-hmm. or Taoist sex. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that. Yeah. I'm like, are we talking about tantra? Yeah. So, and it can be. <laughs> and I like to keep it so it's really approachable. Yeah. And, and I've studied and done work and I'm actually co-facilitating and co-producing a tantra festival out in uh, Calgary in two weeks, which I need to buy my ticket for. (laughs) They sent me a link to tickets. Buy them now. Anyway, um, so that's a big aspect of it. But you can actually get in touch with your soul from any any point you are at. Mm -hmm. And so I was actually, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm meandering. You're doing great. I'm meandering. <laughs> You're doing great. <gasps> Ask me another question. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering, what I'm wondering is some like mm. concrete, I guess, mm-hmm. things we can do mm-hmm. tonight. Yes. To uh, incorporate uh, our spirituality hmm. or soulfulness in, oh, yeah. in our sex tonight. Okay, is we could do something? it. We could literally do it right now. <laughs> She's like, okay. I'm here for it. Because there's basic, basic is mindfulness. Yeah, right. Basic, basic. And then a way to do mindfulness is breath work. Great. So you can have moments of connecting your soul and your sexuality. Like I could just do it right now. Yeah. Let me have it. Yeah, okay. That was nice. No, I'm doing it. I saw the change. I mean, it affected me. <laughs> so Alex, let me explain. What did you do? I literally just paid attention to my body for a moment, and I paid attention to you and our connection. Oh, now it's, I'm doing it. Right? You And you should have... I don't know that you can get the close-up and, and see... But it's oh you did it again. I did. You did it again. I did. <laughs> I made the, I'm making an effort. <laughs> it's that simple. It Great. is mostly mindfulness. So like Great. really, really simple just to pause. And oftentimes take a breath because mm-hmm. we're racing. You can hear my, I knew I was rambling because I can't <laughs> catch a breath. <laughs> Doing it again. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Grounding, yes. connecting. Yeah. That's a, that's a great, it's the simplest thing. First, yeah. a jumping off point. Yeah, it Just is. Stop for a second. Just pause. Stop for a second. And connect to Actually a moment a in your body, which is breathing or I went right to, Wow, I'm going to use the word yoni, which means I've been affected by tantra people enough that I'm yeah. using yoni. Great. Which could also be all down there, the nether regions. Your for pussy. the pussy. See, look, I can hardly say pussy. It's just not, I don't own the word yet. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. <laughs> One of my dear friends, uh, Nikki Brown in there. New York, she's like, pussy matters. That's her events. I'm like, oh, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't do that. <laughs> Awkward yeah. sex coach. Yes. My friend uh, wrote a fringe play <laughs> called Crazy Pussy. Oh. And uh, it was about her mental health and sex journey, essentially. Um, and it was so funny. At one point, all the fringe uh, <laughs> groups that were in this one space, um, you know, were just kind of introducing themselves in their in their plays. And she was like, hi, I'm from Crazy Pussy. And I was like, come on. I'm like, your show is called Crazy Pussy. Like, we got to, okay, we got some work to do, I think. Yes, like, I'm like, I'm yeah, her. She's me. Know, it's that. Pussy. Yeah. It's like, question mark. 
I have one. Like, yeah. At one point, it was literally cats, but like they were all different types of pussies, <laughs> like the cats oh. musical. <laughs> Actually, that's really cool. It's brilliant. It was a great show. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there's, uh, there's a lot of loaded emotions totally. around, yeah. around, our yeah. own, our own pussy. There really yeah. is. And like, I've been doing this publicly for three years. Yeah. And I, I struggle to speak it out. And still, it's like, yeah. pussy. Yeah. 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 And I'm actually good with that. I'm okay. Like, I'm yeah. a pretty private person. In my private world, I do my private things. Yes. <laughs> it's all good over As there. But when I'm, when I'm out and about, I do this not for my own pleasure. Well, no, that's not true. I wouldn't do it if it wasn't my own pleasure. But my pleasure is that making it safe for others. Yeah. That's yeah. my pleasure. Not just, like, gregariously yes. speaking about my pussy. Like, that yeah. doesn't get me off yeah no yeah. <laughs> it's the sacrificial lamb sort of thing going on here oh, yes. oh my gosh I see the parallels God, save me oh, oh, right. oh yes. save everywhere me. Oh, yes save me um, <laughs> all right i don't think we can talk too much longer without talking okay. about our sponsors awesome. for today which i think you'll enjoy mm. and everyone at home might enjoy as well because our first um sponsor is oasis aqua lounge which oh, is a sex yes. positive sex club mm. uh here in toronto located at 231 mutuals street um they are a inclusive uh of all gender identities of all sexualities they are a shame free we're talking about shame mm-hmm. a lot today <laughs> yeah uh oasis is a shame free and judgment free space uh when it comes to all types of pleasure and play which is fantastic yeah. i'd love to put a plug in because oh, yeah uh, yeah yes, wow yes. See, all my words come out and then yeah anyway <laughs> so i i would like to share yeah <laughs> Because <laughs> I, again, am, uh, can I repeat it again? Awkward, awkward. Okay. So I went and yeah. I, I went on my own and I went and I'm like, I'm going because I want to check this out and I want to feel completely com- comfortable. So I wore my clothing in and I yes. mean less than normal clothing. Yeah. And I'm telling you, this space felt great. Great. And every everyone had me feel comfortable. It didn't really matter what or who or how. And yeah, what a great space. I it's loved amazing. It. Yeah, they have yeah. amazing employees. And the there. facilitators. Yep. Like, yeah. Totally. I loved that was when something opened up for me uh, about like kink is normal and normal is like anything can be kink. Like it was and just anything this, can be normal. That's yeah. it. Like so yeah, it's a great, a great location. I'm to so happy to hear expand about that. Expand and that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Expand your mind and go over to oasisaqualounge.com. Um, <laughs> or of course, uh, visit the club that's located right here in Toronto if you're mm. a Toronto Torontonian. Um, secondly, uh, comeasyouare.com. Girl, come as you are. Okay, they are a Toronto-based company that's been around forever. They're trans-owned, trans-operated, and they're located on the web, on the webular at comeasyouare.com. Um, they are a feminist. They, they're an anti-capitalist uh, sex uh, store. They have so many different lovely products, and they want to give them to you at the lowest price possible. They really want to spread, just like ourselves today, mm-hmm. want to inspread, uh, spread, inspread, mm-hmm. <laughs> insight and knowledge, you know, and talk about all our experiences and help each other. Um, so they want to give you a coupon code. It is BEDPOST, B-E-D-P-O-S-T. You'll get 15% off when you uh, buy a lovely sex and sexuality product at ComeAsYouAre.com. And something that you can get at ComeAsYouAre.com. Have you heard of Unicorn Collaborators? Have you seen my lovely, my lovely bracelet that I'm wearing today? Well, it's not just a bracelet. Unicorn Collaborators uh, is a fantastic leather works company. They're owned by two queer unicorns. They've been here in in Toronto Hmm. for five years. And, oh, if this little one folds out. Oh, I love What do you think? What do you think happens there? And that can be done up and that is a... You you ain't getting out of those. Yeah, that's... that's, You ain't getting out of those. Of course. (laughs) Yes, here you are. And Mm -hmm. they do all kinds of leather goods. They have Mm -hmm. so many different leathers right now. Like these metallics are beautiful. 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 They have a gunmetal leather. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. They are a body positive brand. So they make these in a wide variety of sizes as Mm -hmm. well as all the other products that they do. They do a lot of different harnesses um, and fashion pieces and whatnot. Um, And they'll either be super customizable or they've just got so many different sizes. Um, and uh, lastly, they're also into custom work, too. Mm. So if something doesn't fit you, they'll make it in your size. And they also are, are totally into doing like creative collaborations as well. As the name goes, Unicorn Collaborators. Mm. So you can uh, DM them for inquiries if you're interested. Follow them on Instagram at Unicorn Collaborators. Same thing on Twitter. You can uh, email them at gmail, uh, unicorncollaborators at gmail.com. Um, and they're just fantastic people who I love very much. Mm. 
that said, let's get back into our... I, I feel like I could tell my story mm. if you... I'll, I'll, I, it's been peppered in the podcast mm. tons, <laughs> but just maybe <clears throat> that we could kind of talk about the whole shame yeah. and religion thing. Yeah. Um, basically, uh, I told you kind of my religious background. So basically, I lost my virginity when I was 14. Mm. Um, I think I just turned 15, maybe, but young. Um, yeah. And then... Uh, was so shamed about it. And this was not a fantastic human <laughs> that I had sex with for my first time. Wasn't the best experience with like a partner that I really loved and cared mm, about and mm. wanted to make this decision to share this together. No, none of that. I was 14 and wanting to be loved, essentially. Yeah. Wanting this yeah. person to like me, right? Yeah. Um, and was so intensely shamed about it that I didn't have sex for another... 10 years almost. Okay, can I ask? Because you're using a particular uh, word. You're using shamed. Yeah. Not ashamed. I I was ashamed. So you were personally shamed ashamed or did people shame? Ashamed. Okay, Both that's, what, of these okay things that's occurred. what I was curious about. Okay. Both of these things occurred for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. From peers, um, from mm. teachers in my Catholic mm. school. Mm. Um, also, love my parents, but... Yeah. And my parents, I generally consider to kind of be sex positive or wanting to be sex positive, but not yeah. maybe having the tools yeah, to convey that to their children um, and pass that down and, yeah. and uh, maybe explore that fully for themselves. But they are very, my mom is the most positive person, hmm. but still the thing was like, send me to therapy because I did that. Oh, so that, wow, what that I is informing that me. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. I mean, from her perspective, mm. she was like I wanted to help you through this yeah. no it would have been her version of loving you through yes. it 100%, oh, 100%. but yeah. what I received was you are broken <laughs> you must go fix and fixed. you must go fix yeah. <laughs> seriously and yeah. quite honestly I didn't have sex for almost 10 years later and I didn't enjoy having sex until my 30s essentially mm. late 20s 30s Hmm. See, this is actually one thing I love about all of us that work or talk about this conversation now as adults. Mm -hmm. We have been on this journey ourselves. Mm -hmm. There's something in this this realm of sex, sex positivity, sharing it, stepping out to share it with others and bring it up. It is like dear to us because we lived through this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... Thank you for sharing that. Oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's wow. totally <laughs> that's totally it. Like I didn't have my first orgasm. Mm -hmm. I'm sure this is, I again, normalcy is relative. But mm -hmm. I didn't have my first orgasm until I was like 27. Yeah, no, mine was late too. So yeah. I the um after the first enjoyable free masturbation at seven, yes. it got hidden. Yes. After all that, I still did it. <laughs> yeah. But I was hiding. Me too. And then and then I had sex young as well. Um. In high school, yeah. uh, longer term thing. I actually, I actually did love this boy. Yeah, um, but knew it was wrong every time. There yes. was repentance after every time. Every it was like this time. weird, awesome sex repentance, repentance. It was a horrible sequence. Yeah. Like, yeah, interesting. And then um, for me, then shut down for years, and then didn't have orgasm till thirty eight. Yeah. Now I may have had a physical orgasm. Right, but yeah, there's no sen no mm. sensation of it, mm. which means no pleasure, and therefore, in my mind, no orgasm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's lots right. of different types Correct. of orgasms. Correct. Yeah. Like for a lot of women, mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, all those little contractions Correct. are technically Can little thank orgasms. Thank you, and, and I don't want technical orgasms. Yeah. Thank you. And, yeah, but that's yeah, yeah. Exactly. And we and we don't want to give the impression that only the only orgasms that exist <sighs> exactly. are those porn orgasms. In, this, you thank know, you for making that exactly. Yeah. yeah. So all no, types it was of on orgasms, some registration that I could feel it. That's yes, what I'm meaning. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. And there's yeah. Even I have variations. Thank you. I'm so glad you you think to make these notes because <laughs> people are out there. Like so many women are wondering, can I have? Yeah, an or orgasm? have I had? Have one? I had? That was constantly for me. Is that it? Like, yeah. is that what it is? And I think it? a lot of people. Um, one thing that people are women are told about orgasms, yeah. you would know if you've had one. Oh, I hate that. And it's like, well, no. who, how, necessarily. Like, yeah, how how would I know that? Yeah. Like, and for me, yeah. yeah, I, my kind of orgasm journey, I was always, um, I, I never knew. I didn't really mm -hmm. know, you know, and no, I had a woman therapy, like, um, 
Oh, what would you call her? She was helping me learn my body, actually. Yeah. So a somatic worker, I think is the term now that I understand. Like physio, Back then, physio type? Physio no, no. She was or? actually like a sex coach, but physio, like she would then, um, she's brilliant, such like integrity. Mm. And she helped me actually understand my body. I had no clue. I literally had no clue. And now there's like physiotherapists who are focusing in on pelvic health. Yes, like pelvic floor therapy. Exactly. And so they can actually help you understand the muscles and that, you know, what's the contraction feel like? What does it feel like? We're so, that's why I talked about the disconnect between my, okay, again, weaving back in the religion. Religion really emphasized that body is bad and wrong. Body bad. Body bad, exactly. Body beautiful? No. No. Body bad. (laughs) And so we really have a hard time even having sensation. Yes. In our bodies, yes. even in our like say bellies, or like I work with people and have them like, okay, let's just connect. Where, where are you feeling that in your body? So we might feel butterflies in our stomach. We'll feel neck pain, neck and above is pretty bad. But the orgasm and awareness of it is partly because we just can't sense our bodies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I needed some help and guidance. And what is that? Oh, that is an oh, that's an orgasm. Okay, I can feel it. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like we should give some links out after the show if you kind of tell me who these... Oh, it's Olivia Jade. She's amazing. Oh, She's out in Vancouver. Great. I love her. She's so kind and comforting and safe. I was scared. Like, mm-hmm. I'm saying that because for me, that was really, really important. Here I am. What? I'm a grown woman. I don't know what I'm doing. My, I can't explain it to my husband. He doesn't know what he's doing. I can't say that because that's yeah. like, I don't want to look like totally I don't know what I'm well, and doing. Well, I don't want to diss him. That's the other thing, mm. too. Like, I don't want to disrespect my husband. That That's not going to go well in any regard. And so it was such an awful, like, I work with people now who are in misaligned marriages around their sex life because mm. it's a hard thing to navigate. Very hard. So anyway, Olivia was phenomenal. Yeah. She took one look at me because like, we went to work together and she took one look at me and she's like, no, no, you leave. I'm going to work with her for a while. <laughs> yeah, this, I need to I need this to, person yeah, right she now. Needs some, yeah. yeah, that's very interesting, all yeah. this stuff we're talking about, because I mm-hmm. feel like religion um, and all this just culture, this uh, toxic culture mm-hmm. that is just, um, uh, oh, a science word I'm trying to think of, how it pervades, something invades, close. those aren't scientific ah. terms, but they're coming in my um, brain. Just, we're just, we're like sponges, right? Yeah. And it's just um, osmosis. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking oh. of. Um, that is a Even though osmosis is through water. I know science. Okay, don't tell me I don't. Um, <laughs> I love you. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I think that tells us, like, I, that informs women, female identifying people, not to explore ourselves. Yes. Not like how we can't we can't really see our genitals. No. They're not handy. So for a us. lot of us yes. don't even know what we look like. Right. Like how many women like I have actually got put a mirror down yeah. there yeah. or like, you know, seen other women, like had sex with other women and right. seeing all different types of vulvas and, yes. all, you know, and breasts and everything. Yes. It's like we are just so I feel like this culture yeah. stuff yeah. Um, just has stopped women from looking at themselves, exploring themselves like we're talking about masturbation and orgasm like, yeah. I feel like a lot of women's stories are I didn't even start masturbating until yeah. way later or yes. or I did and was so shameful. For me my experience with masturbation is that I I was a pillow humper forever mm, because yeah. that wasn't masturbation. Oh my right. right? Oh I love That's that you're commenting that you're getting it. around it because you mm-hmm. justify this. And I mean masturbation think about was wrong. think about yeah and dry humping one another or like anything but penetration. We're not having sex. In marriage. Like, for to have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> no fun. Yeah. That that's right. Yeah. But like that was my way of like, okay, I'm not mm. masturbating. Yeah. <laughs> but this feels good. Yep. And that's and I wanted to feel self-pleasure, yes. like body pleasure. Yeah. So that was my way of like, okay, well, I'm not I'm not masturbating because I'm that's shameful. Totally. But maybe if I do if I just do this. Yes. <laughs> and, and like it is insane how insidious this is into us women. Yeah. And and like we uh, I, when you were talking about about women even seeing other women, I'm I'm remembering back at the gym. Yes, 
Yes. We cover up. We don't look at each other. Like, oh my gosh, I st- when I was starting to go on my journey, I'm a little weird. I'm a small town girl also. <laughs> okay. So it explains a little bit of what I'm about to say. <laughs> great, great. <laughs> I'm one who talks in the elevators. Yeah. Look Hi, up. how are you? How are you today? <laughs> What floor? I'm her. I'm her. Yeah, yeah. I'm her. Have a good time. <laughs> They're like, get me out of here. <laughs> Creepy lady. Yeah, that's me. I've toned it down. I felt it. I can read people a little bit. Anyway, and I still do it. Okay, so it's my pleasure. So in the gym, in the gym yeah. I realized, wow, we women, first of all, we don't even look, touch, and look at our bodies, but we don't even look, looking in the mirror naked. Let's yeah. not even in our vagina premises oh yeah. I just honestly just opened up my legs a little <laughs> that was weird I already ch- I knew I was good because before I'm like what can be seen you're good okay, yeah good, yeah okay. we tested your field of view I swear <laughs> under the okay. table is not seen don't worry. <laughs> so then I realized we women don't talk about our bodies with one another we actually yes, we'll too. do the once over of each other you know you know the look we're yeah. checking out of your uh, the, and 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 then we assume it's a judgmental look of one another but it's but it's actually we're like oh she looks good or curious it's curious we just kind of, what does she look oh is that what I look, uh, I don't know is that yeah. what we look like mine doesn't so, look like that no yeah, yeah and we and we don't really have a clue and so it was cool because at the gym I started to like say oh you look really beautiful and and I did it fairly tasteful <laughs> <laughs> you're beautiful. <laughs> 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 yeah, so don't do that. I'm not recommending that. <laughs> yeah. so, but, but that's I, a nice thing to say to another well, really, female and, 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 person. Yeah, and, and you look, go- you're beautiful. You look amazing. Like, yeah. And wow, like because I'm not the most, like, I love my body. I really love my body. And it could be a little tighter or stronger and whatever. It's like body image and, and stuff. It's like, yeah, whatever. I love it. And, and, and so we women don't normally say these positive things to each other. And people would be like... Oh, wow. Like, they were stunned. Thank you. Yeah, and then running. <laughs> and then, okay, bye. Running off to the, with their towel tighter. <laughs> anyway, I'm not even sure how we got into that. Oh, yeah, that we, we don't generally know our bodies, let yes. alone enjoy our bodies. Yeah, and that's a great mm-hmm. thing that you brought up in your personal story. You're mm-hmm. saying, so I get into this marriage of about, you know, not having an orgasm ever. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in this marriage and I'm expected to have sex with my husband. And it's supposed to be great. Yes. And it's like... How? How how do I I have I never... I was told I'm so this is a big deal. People are slut shamed all the time. Girls are totally there's this weird dichotomy oh, of like yes. I should look sexy but don't be sexy. You cross the line then you're slut. Okay? Like so yeah. what is that line? Who knows? Yeah. It changes with the and whim re- of... And in religion, it's like the virgin or the whore. Oh, and there's nothing you. in between. No. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And then, so you're dealing with this. You're trying to navigate this. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, then you get into marriage. And then it's like, he he wants the freaky... What? Like, I don't even know what this is. And we're dealing with the bad wrong. Not on a conscious level, even. Yes. So that's the thing. And so there is something to, like... <sighs> pause and be mindful like literally so then bringing in how can we bring in religion to the positive how can we bring in the soul piece Mm -hmm. really just even slowing down and pausing to accept and connect or accept that I don't like my body you can even accept I don't like this body part Mm. that's actually part of our soulful journey soul is about love our soul journey is really a love journey Mm -hmm. right love of self and then we can receive love. We can actually give authentic love. Yes. And only then, when you, yes, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you can embrace the self-love moment, then you're, then you can work on someone else. Yeah. And sex. Now I talk about the sex journey. Like I assume everyone knows what that is. It is mm-hmm. not just about, okay, the mechanics of sex, mm-hmm. having intercourse. I mean, it is literally, we are on a sex journey from young when like the whole consent piece consent is a massive right now how incapable we are of yes. managing the consent conversations yes. in this world very incapable right and so this consent journey begins back in the day when we were getting hugged by family members without being allowed to choose yes so our kiss your grandma who you ew, see once a year and she's got and you, furry face you have like, no idea who she is but kiss her now do it in front of everyone right like that's not autonomy <laughs> right for that child. so that's when I'm talking about the sexual journey I'm talking about all of that and so I bring that into this whole soulful journey of loving self and loving other being able to receive love and give authentic love because we get to express that 
in our bodies mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and, and to ourself and to other. And so that's the interweaving of soul and body and then mind and getting creative. And that's when you get and to then be, you can have fun. That's when you can use like bracelets that are beautiful <laughs> and all of a sudden they turn into something slightly wicked. Yeah. Oh, and see, that's fun. See, religion gives us a lot of good kink material. It does. It's like, so thank you. Right? It's so, so thank you. So that's a good I, thing. I appreciate that too. What? I, I feel like a good place to end this on would be like, mm. Because I've got, I've got a, a my own version of this. What do you wish you knew? Oh, when you were younger about sex, you know, immediately, immediately went yeah. to meant went yep. to mind is that sex is like if I in the context back then, sex yeah. is good. Yes, because now I wouldn't even use the word good. Yeah. But back then, if, if someone just said sex is good, and then we could deal with all the parameters and things that made us safe and, and it aligned with our values, all of that, that's, that one sentence would have altered so much. Sex is good. Sex is good. Yeah. Yeah, funny. Yeah. I wish sex I... Sex good. Sex good. Body bad. Body bad. <laughs> um, for me, I was like, when I think about it, I'm like, what could have helped me? <laughs> what could have helped yeah. me? Because for me... As a super young person, mm-hmm. I was just wanting to, I was wanting positive attention, wanting positive feedback, wanting love uh, so desperately mm-hmm. that I think what I needed to be told was that I was loved and that I, everything I was trying to seek, that I could get that. I could get that by myself. Even the sex stuff, mm-hmm. like like talking about masturbation like Mm -hmm. you can get all these Mm -hmm. all these feelings all these body closeness endorphin feelings that you are craving like crazy hormones raging yeah you can like i i would love i will never have kids (laughs) i mean (laughs) but (laughs) if i did i would be like here is a Mm. vibrator like Goodbye. <laughs> well, I love like, what you're saying because if you intertwine those, sex is good. Yes. And all is within you and accessible within you. Yeah. And that's all you like, it, like, that's the message. Yeah. The is Wizard that- of Oz message. <laughs> Oh, you had that. you had the ability to go home I the whole time. That. It was always we should do a new you, version, Dorothy. right? A Wizard of Oz, the sex version. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. awesome. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, okay. I digress. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> um, okay, let's start talking about uh, anything that you have coming up in the future mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you would like to tell us about. Yeah. Any anything, any exciting talks, kind of that are yeah. in your head that are on your future horizon. Okay. Yeah. yeah thanks. Yeah. That's so fun. Great. I'd love to. Okay. Um, I love. Love to dance because when I finally realized I had a body, <laughs> I liked oh, this to move. Oh, look at this! There's something below my head. I actually realized I loved moving it, and I'm actually I realized, oh my gosh, like I'm a dancer, not like you would laugh. Maybe I don't know. Who cares? She's a dance. Anyway, so I get to put together salsa and sensuality, and so on Saturday, I'm we're doing our first of. I've got a Cuban band that is like actually great. Their voices yes. are awesome, and so we're gonna do a combo where. I get to you, we eat good food. Yeah. Uh, we talk about sensuality and, and do a dance lesson and like weave in. Oh, like how does like a, a partner dance actually mimic our incapacity <laughs> in the bedroom and our possibility in the bedroom? Right? Ooh. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And then there's a party after, so Obviously. that's like super fun. <laughs> so that's one thing. So I get to do a talk woven into food and, and dancing, like yes. my bliss. Yeah. Um, and then I also because I am a parent, I have a seven and eleven year old, and someone said to I mean, that's like a store, but yeah, anyway. So I have uh, two daughters, and so I'm very conscious of how I'm teaching them yes. about this whole conversation. I haven't passed the vibrator over yet. <laughs> Maybe in the next that's, couple of years. Well, now I'm going. Clearly, that's tomorrow. So um, <laughs> it's tomorrow's lesson. <laughs> Poor children. I'm so sorry. Also, and grandmom. Okay. <laughs> love you, mom. I love you, mom. Um, anyway, so we're doing like a fam. How uh, there's a, a group of us ladies who um, just all aspects of life, how parents can thrive mm-hmm. so I get to talk to them about how can your how can you talk to your kids about I use birds and bees because yes. it's safer yeah um about with ease like how can you do birds that and bees with ease yeah so it's not like the even it's even starting at the level of like 
Okay, why are we not talking about this? That's a great. It's yeah. not even the the, the the there's all kinds of great resources. Mm-hmm. I'm not like going to say, okay, great, go talk about this, this, this. Go to that website. That's great. But why are you not going to the website? Mm. Why are you concerned about even talking to this about your with your partner? Yeah, what's behind cracks? We just talk the about silence. Yes, it's really again about opening the conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyways, we should be wrapping up, Beth. <laughs> Thank you. Um, this was so. Um, I love this topic, <laughs> but you're very enjoyable to have it with. It's loads of fun and I yeah, agree yeah. it's such a great time to date was there yeah. any other links or anything that you needed to uh, give so website gourmetsexlife.com uh, but for those of you who don't want to email me at beth at gourmetsexlife.com I'm yeah. actually going to be shifting to Beth Ostrander as well because I'm aware it is it's getting like oh see so I can't even call my like I want to call it soulful sex life create your soulful sex life if yeah. I do that it won't actually reach the people I want to reach exactly and so yeah so gourmetsexlife.com gourmetsexlife on Facebook yeah. on Twitter Instagram I do nothing there because I hate tech and <laughs> but, but I'm there but if they want to even just google you it's Beth Find Ostrander me. Beth Ostrander great pleasure yeah. thank you so much it's, well it's been a pleasure <laughs> to speak with you today <laughs> Let me see what things I have to say today. Um, If you are living in Toronto and want to see the Bedpost stage show, we are at the last Tuesday of every month at 9 at the Super Wonder Gallery and the third Friday of every month at 8 o'clock at the Social Capital Theatre. Another big thank you to our sponsors, um, Oasis Aqua Lounge, ComeAsYouAre.com, and Unicorn Collaborators. Uh, I want to alert everyone to uh, the Sonar Network. It's the podcasting network I'm a part of. Um, They're absolutely fantastic. Go and check out all the other podcasts on the network Um, I want to thank if you are listening to this on uh, a podcasting platform rather than watching it you'll be hearing original music by Stephanie Copeland you can find Mm -hmm. more about her at stephcopelandmusic.com she's fantastic Mm -hmm. Um, if you are listening on on a podcasting app or iTunes if you could rate and review that does amazing things for me and my business same with if you are watching us on our YouTube channel uh, subscribe you know why not like if you like what you see you'll get alerted to uh, when we're uh, posting podcasting I'm out of words uh, <laughs> posting new videos we do it weekly uh, and then uh, lastly a huge thank you to everyone here at the Pacific Junction Hotel for hosting us and also Eggplant Media who is responsible for all the new fantastic uh, audio and video contact that uh, we are creating here at the Bedpost Podcast and thank you again to you Bethany mm-hmm. not Bethany it's- you're just Beth I'm just Beth. never been a Bethany <laughs> Does your birth certificate just say Beth? Beth. 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 Thank you. Beth. (laughs) And thanks for listening and watching, everybody. Bye. (laughs) This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 